Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm Catherine, co-host Bestie. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Welcome to the pod lab. Thank you. <laughs> Scared you this morning. Uh, big Literally. Time. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was one that really got my heart jumping this time. Yeah. Like, a lot more than Usual. the other times. <laughs> If, if you're not aware, Catherine and I are best friends, and we have been for 20-ish mm, years, mm. something like that, and um, we used to live next door to each other, mm-hmm. and during that time, I would I would scare her from time to time, uh, all the time. Yeah, a, a lot. lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it typically, it started out because I would be waiting for you. Right. Because mm-hmm. you were not... Oh, on time. No, no, you were just <laughs> early. Okay. We we had this discussion on the last podcast. Uh-huh. If you missed it, tune in to just last week's episode about Karen. Uh, Karen. Catherine. <laughs> Karen? Karen? Where'd that come from? Who's Karen? I don't know. But her um, timeliness. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. I would just be waiting for Catherine mm-hmm. to come to go for a walk or to go shopping or to pick up the kids or whatever. Work, too. Right, go to work. And mm-hmm. I just got tired of waiting, so I would just hold up my phone and wait for her with that. And then she would open the door and not expect me to be standing right there. And it yeah. would startle her. I think it began one time you were sitting in my car. Yes, I, I was. that SUV. right. And it was in the garage. Yes. And I didn't know you were sitting in there. Right. So I went in to, you know, go get you. And oh, that's one of the times. <laughs> that was that the I first really, time. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, mm. because I was tired of waiting. And so I thought I'll just walk mm. over. And then <laughs> I thought, well, I'll just get in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't seen these videos, I put them up on our social media. My social media, Tracy DeGraff Comedian. Mm-hmm. You can check them out on Instagram, Facebook. I don't, I don't think I have them on YouTube. Mm. Oh, I'll have to put them on YouTube, too. All right. Well, let's jump in uh, to our topic today, which is <laughs> embarrassing moments. Yeah. And which happens fun. to everybody. Oh, everybody has had embarrassing moments, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, we have three takeaways from our podcast today that we think you'll get out of tuning in. One is we're going to share with you our experiences. I have several. Catherine has one. I can only think of one that really sticks out. Ho- I know. Hopefully you'll think of more. I mean, I'm 53, so I'm sure I've had a lot. I just can't think of any. Yeah, we'll see how it rolls. All mm-hmm. right, so we have our experiences, and then we're going to share with you what to do. Yeah. If you're in an awkward situation that could be considered embarrassing, what mm-hmm. you can do. Yeah. And then also, finally, what not to do. So you got your to-do, you got your not-to-do. We always have a call to action, so stay tuned to the end because we're going to give you a little assignment, and we close with some spiritual encouragement. Can't beat that. Always good, yeah. Worth the price of admission, which is actually free. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of of that, we have sponsors. Who are they, Catherine? Kenny and Ron, our husbands. Yeah. Their nicknames are Muffin and Pooh, and then... Call them Puffin. Yeah. (laughs) Pooh Muffin. In case you're new to this podcast. Yeah, right. If you've heard us say that a million times, I'm sorry again. Not sorry. All right. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Our experiences. Tell me yours first since you only have one. All right. The one that sticks out the most was many years ago. I was in fifth grade. Oh, we're going way back. I know, but it was awful. Fifth grade. Yes. Were you 11? Yep. Okay. About that, I think. And 
we had a, a week-long like field trip. I don't even know if you could call it a field trip if it's a week long. And we went to this place with cabins in Wisconsin. I don't even remember. This Maybe was for was like school? Geneva. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be able to go. And we were, uh, we had to have roommates that were not our friends so that we could get to know others. So I was <sighs> real excited to get to know these two other gals because I, I liked them, but we just weren't friends. Okay. And, but they were friends. So I was like a third person as far as I remember. Third wheel. Yeah. And I was very, very obedient child. So I didn't like to break the rules, you know, when an adult said. You're the firstborn. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one of the activities that we did was square dancing. Okay, so every day we had something fun to do. And in mm-hmm. this particular thing, we had some square dancing or some kind of dancing. And it, I think it was my turn to sit out. I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Oh, and but you didn't want to ask, like, can I be excused to go to the bathroom? Yeah, because they said, don't, don't leave interrupt. this room. Oh. <laughs> and so I thought, okay. And I had to go so bad. And I sat in the chair. And those, there was those, you know, plastic resin chairs that yeah. was scooped out for your butt. Right. So anything that happens would leave a puddle. Oh, no. I went to the bathroom. No. And yes, I oh. did. And I was mortified. And then when we had to leave, we had to leave in single file. So that meant I was exposed, you know, and I knew it smelled. And when we got back to the cabin, I didn't want my new friends to know. So and I'm like, oh, my clothes are going to smell. I don't even remember what I did with them. But I I do remember like bundling them up. I can't imagine. You probably threw what, them away. I, I don't. I don't remember. I, uh, Did they notice that you had done that? N- they didn't ever say anything. Oh, that's but so sweet. I. They probably knew. knew. They probably yeah, knew. but if they knew, which they had to have. Yeah. They never said anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they never made me feel bad or anything like that. And that's uh, also, too, that same field trip. I had to go to the bathroom all the time. Wow. That maybe, same maybe field trip. a doctor. <laughs> we... We were visiting something outdoors, and there was nowhere to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to go. So I went into, like, this briar patch of some sort. And you went? Same went, trip. Missed, you know how, I don't know if you've ever done that, like, gone outdoors, and we you pull your pants down, and you... Did you pee on your pants? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't down far enough. Because <laughs> there was a boy somewhere close oh. and i didn't want him to see me so then my pants weren't down far enough so there i went first again. you peed in your pants mm-hmm. and then you peed on your pants yes in same this- field trip wow i'm surprised that you're a well-adjusted adult Catherine. i know <laughs> I'm uh, no, seriously yeah especially that age you know oh. fifth grade hello oh yeah and you just got the talk oh my gosh so those were the two that stick out the most i'm sure i've had many many others throughout my lifetime but well if you think of another one <laughs> you just feel free to jump in because yeah. i'm sure there's been more yes did i not ever tell you those two stories if you had i have pushed them mm-hmm. back oh yeah i don't recall 
you telling me those, but it's pretty funny. Oh, so it's so crazy. You I don't can't recall, believe like an adult trying to help you or give you like, hey, Catherine. Um. You know, <laughs> that may have happened. But, yeah. you know, when you're flooded oh, with embarrassment, gosh. you don't always you just you know, the, the, the tragedy is what sticks out the most. So I don't think an adult. I don't I don't recall. Wow. It's a long time ago. I'm I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's the nature of the human body. It's amazing and disgusting at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it'll turn on you yeah. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny. I look back at Catherine the 11-year-old and not wanting to, you know, yeah, uh break the rules or disrupt anything. And I'm really not that different today. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> But I didn't, didn't want to. Hmm. Well, thank you for being bold to share that. Because that yeah. was, you know, that was definitely fits into the category of awkward. Oh, yeah. And embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a full list. Let's hear it. Uh, and most of mine, in fact, I think all of them. Are later years. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's from comedy. Yeah. It's being on stage. Well, you, yeah, you put yourself out there. So true that. Mm-hmm. The first one that I could think of was the, at the Second City. Okay. When I was a oh, yeah. student there, when I first decided to do stand-up comedy, I live in the Chicago area, so I took a class at the Second City. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what everybody does? Yeah. No. Not really. <laughs> Not. And, and it was an awkward situation anyway, because mm-hmm. I was a middle-aged woman. Church lady. Church, yes. Not only a middle-aged woman, but a church lady. Mm-hmm. And I came into this class of boys. They were boys. Yeah. They were young. They all, Boy they, men. They all could have been my kids. Mm-mm, yeah. And they weren't middle class or middle age, not middle class. They weren't middle age women. Let's put it that way. Yes. And I don't think they were churchy. Anyway, so that was, a, it was like a setup for awkwardness. But what happened to me is w- with Second City, when you train with them, you go through the course, you know, of whatever Mm -hmm. you go every week to the class and they give you assignments and then you do the assignments and you come back and then you have a graduation and at the graduation it's a it's a show and Uh you invite your friends and family and Mm -hmm. they all come wait pause yeah at that season of your Mm -hmm. life were you wearing skirts a lot because you had to for one of the boys schools so were you well i did wear a skirt to church on the day that was the day of my first class okay and so then so, i just wore that okay. to, to the class so yeah not and only just, i would let's stand out even more put right her in a that's skirt. what i'm saying yeah <laughs> but that wasn't as odd as what happened on the graduation hmm. performance which is a stage show okay. so you're on stage at the second city and it's kind of a thing mm-hmm. you know it was exciting blah 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 well i had the flu and it was terrible. I was, oh. it was like the flu flu, like influenza flu, uh-huh. not like the stomach flu. Oh my gosh. But I was so congested from, from my chest to my top of my head. It felt like a bomb was about oh. to go off. So I couldn't really breathe, but I had, to, the show must go on, The Catherine. show must go on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the timing, you don't even get sick that often. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I lived all the way through COVID and was exposed many times and never got it. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, uh, so for my performance, which I had to do, first of all, I was slathered up in Vicks. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that- Church lady. <laughs> Smells like Vicks or Bengay or whatever. 
<laughs> well, that is my g- generation. Yeah. Our parents used to slather Vicks on oh, us when yeah. we were kids and I send us do. to bed and cover us with a bunch of things so we'd sweat it out. Yep. Well, well, I thought the Vicks would help in some way. So I had Vicks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then I had this big scarf on to hold the Vicks in. <laughs> And you get hot so easily. Yeah, but I had the chills. I oh. really had influenza. Oh, my god! It was rough. You can't do that today. Like, go out anywhere if you have Well, a the one thing I didn't have COVID. was a cough. I did not have a cough. Yeah. But I had the fever. I had the chills. Yeah. And I had the stuffiness. Mm. Okay. So I'm dealing with all of this. And I get up on stage. And I've got my Vicks. And I've got my scarf. And my head's about to explode. Mm. I'm feverish oh. and chills. Oh, no. <laughs> and I go to do the thing. I totally forgot my jokes. Totally. Oh, my gosh. And because this was a student graduation performance, we were allowed to bring up our, our little cue cards, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I was searching first in my head for a punchline of a particular joke that I was doing, and it wasn't there. It's clogged. Oh, it was <laughs> it was coated in Vicks. <laughs> there, no. was, there was no coming back. And then I was even looking at my cards and I couldn't find it. And then I looked at the next card and it wasn't there. I don't and think I know this story. It it was horrible. And it was obvious to the audience that I was a mess. Uh-huh. And I just said, it's not here. Oh, my. <laughs> I can't believe you went on after that. Like you continued in this trajectory of, of the career. Yes, I know. Because that should shoot you right oh, down. Oh, that would shoot me down. I, uh, no, <laughs> this is going to happen again, but I'm not going to let it happen again because I'm not doing it. That's how I would be. I don't know why I do what I do. All right. So that was the second city. My first, you know, really embarrassing. Well, how'd you get out of it? I mean, what? All I did was admit what happened. You know, I'm okay. standing there. I don't have a punchline and I'm reading it. And I'm like, I could read these cards all day and it's still not going to be there. So I don't know. And you graduated? Yeah. <laughs> I gave them money, Catherine. You uh, pay, You know, there's no okay. grade. Okay. Everybody gets through. You pay and they pass you. That's uh, what it is. It's a business. Oh, wow. The Second City, you know, it, I mean, it wasn't their oh, conservatory yeah. or whatever they call it. Like their high echelon of people yeah. that go, it wasn't that. Mm. It was well, just good for you. We need these other people who think they're funny yeah. to get up here and try this. And Thank embarrass God themselves. that you didn't make it worse by trying to crack jokes or things like that. That you just said, "This isn't happening." Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, it was terrible. Uh-huh. All right, a uh, couple, maybe a year or two after that, because the first really four years of me doing stand up at all mm-hmm. was all trial and error, mostly mm-hmm. error. Mm-hmm. And those, that's where most of this comes from. Mm-hmm. Remember the North Judson, Indiana Mint Festival? I sure do. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I remember you going and reporting back. <laughs> it's a, they grow mint there. Yeah. In North Judson, Indiana. First mistake I made was we live in Illinois. And I thought, oh yeah, Indiana, right over the border. Um, No. <laughs> It's Get not your Atlas, Tracy. It's not like a 20 minute ride. Uh-huh. It was like two and a half hours. Yeah. One way in the summer. I had no AC in my car. Oh, my gosh. What car was it? I don't even remember. Oh. It was that long ago. But the AC wasn't working. Uh-huh. And the other thing was I had at that time, it was like a Garmin. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like yep. a GPS on your phone. phone. It was like the little so separate. it's programmed, so it doesn't update. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It had me in the middle of a cornfield <laughs> in a gravel road. <laughs> the corn was high. I was like, where am I? 
<laughs> he wants you too, Tracy. So I had all of that. By the then I get there and it, and this performance, this thing, I was emceeing a. It was almost like American Idol, but it was like the Mint Festival Idol, uh-huh. and it was really uh, kids doing songs mm-hmm. and I was just emceeing so nobody was there to see me not one person came to see Tracy I was just there emceeing the thing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and we're packed into a gymnasium no AC hardly any ventilation we're it's basically like we're in a box and we're all hot mm-hmm. everybody's hot we get through it and there's no payment involved mm-hmm. like I, I'm not paid for gas I'm not paid for my you know my time yeah and then I'm, I'm going to leave and the people are talking about the mint. I'm like, I never knew there was a mint festival. And I didn't know how mint, you know, came about. I didn't know it was a plant that was grown in the in the ground. <laughs> wow. And by the way, we love the smell of mint, right? Oh, yeah. But these people claim that when it's harvest time for mint, mm-hmm. it stinks to high heaven when they harvest it. I imagine that it's extremely intense and strong. It's not what you would think. Okay. They tell me, they say it does not smell like mint at all. Oh. It's it's like the mint smell comes from the extraction or something of the oil, and that process isn't done until it's somewhere else. But when they're harvesting it, it's very smelly. Oh. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah, because when I pick it from my garden, it smells great. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Maybe they were pulling my leg. Because here's the other thing they said. They said that they would give me a bottle of mint you oh, know, yeah. as, a, as a thank you for coming. Yes. <laughs> here's your payment. Yeah. So I was paid with mint which and they told me they said it's good for stress relief all you have to do is smell it uh-huh so all, you're I'm all like, the way home all, all the way home from north judson indiana uh-huh. i'm smelling my mint because <laughs> you're stressed yeah because you did all of that in the heat oh. and you didn't get paid so well stressful. and i knew i wasn't going to get paid yeah but still. but i didn't know it was two and a half hour drive mm-hmm. in the heat i didn't know that the air conditioning was not working on the gym all that oh. all right another one mm. At the church, these this also happened in Indiana. It was a church. Well, you perform a lot in I Indiana. Do. So. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm at a church. It's a small church. It was Tammy Rodig's church. Oh, our okay. friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was a women's conference. There were maybe thirty women in the room, mm-hmm. and I was just you know there for entertainment. They mm-hmm. didn't know who I was. I was doing my thing, and they were laughing hysterically, <laughs> like overdoing it. Uh-huh. And I'm oh. think, and I'm going wait. What, you know, I didn't even get to the punchline yet. Why are they laughing when they're not supposed to laugh? Right. But I just thought, oh, okay, they don't get out much. (laughs) And I kept going. These Indiana people. Right. They got the corn, the mint. They need laughter. Uh Uh-huh. You know, maybe I kept going for like 10, 15 minutes. It's quite a while. Uh Uh-huh. And they're just roaring, laughing and roaring, and they're like nudging each other and whispering. And I'm like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. Well, pretty soon, Tammy, who is my friend, yeah, she comes up on stage, which yeah. is not a big stage; it's just up to the front by the microphone, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in front of these thirty. And she whispers in my ear, "Your zipper is <laughs> down." <laughs> yeah, it's down. And it wasn't just down, like a little bit down. Uh-huh. It was down. And my underwear, I was wearing um, like granny panties. Yeah. So they were white and full briefs. And so you and could what just, color were your pants? Probably. I think I was wearing jeans. Yeah. So that's even more of a contrast. Hello. <laughs> 
and I have a little bulgy belly, you know, whatever. So so the zipper was down and out. <laughs> Almost like a curved diamond shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like an oval. <laughs> and there it was. And they just couldn't stop laughing. So so then she went back and sat down and now now I have the information. Uh-huh. Now I know why they're really roaring, right? Yeah. And in my act, I had been just talking about being a mother of five boys and the challenges of that. So first thing... Went I, with it. Well, yeah, I had to. Yeah. But you don't have time to think mm-hmm. when you're in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I put my finger up and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> and I turned around and I zipped up my pants. Uh-huh. And I think I said something like, no extra charge. Uh-huh. I, yes. And then I said, this was all part of my plan. I was waiting for my uterus to catch up to me because <laughs> it was out in the parking lot. <laughs> and then that I... That was clever. Well, That's I don't know where it came from. Uh-huh. And then I motioned like I was pulling on a uterus, you know, collecting it. I, that is a good way to handle it. It it got big laughs. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I While you were talking... I knew you were going to think of something. I remember... Do you, and I know you'll remember this, too. And it was so funny. I'm sorry. It was at your expense. When we were working at Evelina's, and <laughs> wait, you wait, a- wait, 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 what, 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 come on, wait, <laughs> is it going to be this? That no. one? Oh, what, what was it? Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. Oh, my gosh. And you, so, so we have this customer, Kim, and she's, <laughs> yeah. she's a hoot as it is. She is. And I was on one side. I think I was on the side of the counter with her. Yes, I was. Yeah. Or no, opposite, opposite, whatever. Anyway, you were behind me and I think you had a dress or a skirt on. Right. And and you had bent over. Right. And thank God it was only Kim. And she, okay, I'm going to describe the scene. She goes, she dips her head low and she brings her glasses down and peers above her eyeballs and is like, uh, she's laughing like, what are you looking at? I turn around and there you are, all exposed. And we, all three of us, laughed. We did. So hard. That was so funny. Yeah. I was in like the storage yes. office yes. area. I was cleaning. Is that, and, okay. And put, and reorganizing things yeah. and such. And she's like, uh, don't bend over. Yeah. In that. You can't. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whoops. Yes. Well, oh, I'm numb so from the waist down, Catherine. <laughs> I don't have any nerve endings down there, so. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Uh, another funny one. You were not there, but I texted you after this one. So when you're first starting with comedy, you'll take any stage, anywhere, mm-hmm. anything with a live body, you know, yeah. to, 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 you're trying out your jokes. And I took this gig and it was outdoors and it was in some town. I forgot the name of it, but it was uh, somewhere in the suburbs here. And it was for senior citizens. It oh, was like yeah. a, it was like a senior citizen festival, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Was Caitlin there? Nobody was there. It was just me. Okay. It was just me. And I was going on before bingo. So I was basically the opening act, right, <laughs> before bingo. Uh-huh. All the seniors were there, but none of them were paying attention to me. They wanted bingo. Uh-huh. They were like, we want bingo. We want bingo. <laughs> and they were eating their food and, uh-huh. and chatting. Uh-huh. And there was only one person in the whole crowd that was paying any attention to me at all mm-hmm. i think that person felt bad for me mm. you know so was i was probably the only one that could hear maybe <laughs> i think they could all hear when the bingo came on yeah well 
Well, that was, that was, it was hard to get through that mm-hmm. because I was paid for that event. Mm-hmm. Not, not huge, but I had to just do my stuff. Yeah. Because when they pay you for 30 minutes of time, uh-huh. you can't just say, well. I quit. They're, right. They're not paying attention <laughs> to me. Are they alive? You might want to get the paramedic over here and just check because <laughs> I think the rigor mortis is setting in. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was rough. Um, another embarrassing situation for me when I go up on stage can be introductions when I'm introduced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, you know, when that happens, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Because energy in a crowd is a thing. Yeah. There's definitely energy situation in crowds. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had the situation where I've not been introduced at all. Yes, and, and then you have to bring it up. Right. So mm-hmm. then you got to go from zero to 60 in a certain length of time. I've also had the experience in churches where right before I come up, they, they, they do. a hymnal. Yeah, hymn. <laughs> like you went at a funeral, you yeah. know, and oh. then I got to come on with the comedy. That is not uh, bringing the mood, it, the well, right mood. It's just two different worlds yeah, that clash, absolutely. and you have nothing to connect them. So that's kind of weird. And then this just happened uh-huh. at the last, uh, no, time before the last event that I did. The woman that was introducing me, nice as could be. Sure. But she um, said the wrong name. <laughs> and she was reading it from a paper. Yeah. And I she know. didn't just like you know uh screw up my last name because like, you know you, you it, fi- it was she had the wrong first name and, and the last, wrong last name i know and i thought did she just say that <laughs> yeah and and okay so then you have to make a decision because mm-hmm. you're in a live situation mm-hmm. and at that particular event there were a couple hundred people there mm-hmm. and it was an actual stage and it was now time for me to do my comedy and mm-hmm. so i had to think i didn't know she was gonna read the wrong name right the right name was on the paper because i provided the paper i know my first name and my last name <laughs> so i know I know that something happened. I thought maybe she had a stroke. I don't know. But something. Maybe she was super nervous. Something reversed in her head mm-hmm. where she read. She could see that it yeah, was right, right. But she read it wrong. So then I have to decide, well, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. And like my husband, I told him about it later. And he goes, well, you should have totally made fun of it, you know, and made fun of her. And I go, maybe. But I don't know this person you know, who yeah. introduced me, and I didn't want her to feel bad. Right. So yeah, I just... Pre- a lot of thinking in split seconds. Oh, yeah. I just decided to pretend like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And I just rolled along yeah. with my jokes. Yeah. So that was funny. Um, What were you going to say? I was going to say, and your name, I think, was on the big screen behind you. So oh, I'm yeah. sure the audience was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it was everywhere. They were, yeah. you know... Yeah. You know, anyway, I don't know. Something happened inside of her head. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's okay. Uh, you might remember this. This was funny and awkward and mildly embarrassing, but not. it was not my fault. Years ago, when Catherine and I both had kids in the youth group at our church, okay? Oh, yeah. We looked yeah. so much alike mm-hmm. that people would get us mixed up. Now, this was back when both of us actually colored our hair. Now, I have a lot more gray hair than Catherine does. Yeah. But we both colored our hair. We both wore glasses that were similar. Mm-hmm. We kind of dressed. I mean, we looked like little peas in a pod. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, our youth 
pastor would get us mixed up. He would think that Catherine was me and that I was her. And he would, you know, make yeah. comments. Okay. Yeah. It also happened at school. Yeah. Because our kids, our kids were in the same grades. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time somebody said something to one of us. I don't remember if it was me or you, but it was supposed to be for the other person. And you don't know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we we worked at this Evelina's Red Dresser, which is our favorite consignment store. And one of us was in the back of the store and the other one was up front. Mm -hmm. And wasn't it a male customer? Yes. What happened exactly? Well... I one of us was out and helping him out on the floor out on the floor in the front and the other was in the back right and then we had switched okay so then he was confused like (laughs) didn't you but that was one incident but we had another one because there were two stores two Evelina's that's right that's right and he had been at the one across the street and you were at that one I was at the one on the opposite side of the street and so he took a double look. Uh, like, how'd you, know, you get a, over a, here? A double glance, yeah. And he was really confused. He's like, how did you get here so fast? <laughs> yeah, it just made for awkwardness in terms of when when somebody thinks you are somebody that you're not, mm-hmm. it's a weird situation. Yeah, remember that gal, that woman, she gave you, I think it was one of the first times that... Um, you know, we just started noticing people making comments, and some g- woman gave you a real big hug at the school. Oh yeah, and she thought it yeah. was me, right? <laughs> like, oh, I started, guess we're friends. Yeah, and it uh, you started piecing it together. Like, she must think I'm Catherine. Well, I I remember feeling afraid. Like, am I losing it? <laughs> like, this woman <laughs> is describing things that I should know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And then it felt better when I realized that she thought that I was you. <laughs> um, another situation, this is also a time when you were not with me. Remember when um, I told you about the time I was an auctioneer for the, oh for the high gosh, school? Oh my yes. Oh boy. Yeah, they, Lisa the, was there. Yeah, Lisa Krasauer was mm-hmm. there with me. Uh, the local high school was doing like a fundraiser mm-hmm. for their foundation or something like that. And they talked me into being the auctioneer. <laughs> I had never done that. I was not getting paid for this, you know. But like I said, when you're starting, you'll take a stage anywhere. And yeah. I'm like, oh, auctioneer? I yeah. can talk fast. <laughs> well, guess what? I cannot do math. And I do not keep track uh. of things in my head. <laughs> so I'm doing my best to try yeah but i'm failing big time Mm. and the guy who invited me to be there he basically took the microphone away from me while you were trying yeah oh that that would be really insulting it was embarrassing and awkward however i think that i just really thought about what i was there for which was to raise money for these kids Mm mm-hmm and I let that kind of be my guide. Good you know? for you. And when yeah. we got through with the auction, I had a, a little space in the program to give like a little motivational pitch for mm-hmm. people to get their wallets out mm-hmm. and pay up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but whatever it was, it, it did work. Because they, they opened up their wallets and they gave like a lot. Well, that is... Now, what motivated them? I mean, was it last call at the bar? I don't know. Yeah. But whatever it was, that was... Oh, I got through it. Yeah. Good uh, example. What yeah, to do. good example. 
another time that that Man, similar you do have i a have lot. a whole page of them Catherine. <laughs> while you're talking i'm thinking and and weren't you embarrassed when you went through the car wash with the christmas tree you know i'm thinking of that yeah that's in my book people yeah you got to get my book my book is filled with like 60 embarrassing stories <laughs> it does uh but on stage the time that you were with me for that fundraiser that we did for the group i forget it was like in the lafayette area mm. and there was a table of oh, people yeah. there that mm. had had a little too much of the free cocktails right (laughs) i'm doing my thing and they were not engaged with the comedy right they were hooting and hollering and all this and it was extremely distracting to everybody in the room which was a couple hundred people Mm -hmm. two or three hundred it was in a pretty big banquet hall right great event and i'm doing my jokes and i and this this group over here on rowdy. my right they were rowdy mm-hmm. and they weren't like heckling me no but they no, were definitely God. competing with me for the energy in the room yeah for sure yeah now i've been i've been through different um co- comedy shows where i've seen pro comics like shut that kind of stuff down mm-hmm. but that's not me mm-hmm. and that's not why i was there i was there to raise money oh, it, was was say, it was a fundraiser fundraiser though it was a fundraiser, so I was there to raise money. So I just pretended like it didn't happen mm-hmm. and kept going. Right. Eventually, it was hard. Oh, yeah. It was hard. Eventually, Christy they, and I were sitting there like, oh, oh my gosh, gosh. what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, here's what happened. They did calm down. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time to give the money, that table gave a whole bunch of money. They sure did. And they so, wanted everybody to know about it. Did they? They did. That's how I knew that they did because they came, they grabbed the microphone at the end and said, and I'll get, give 2,000 from me and Cindy or whatever the names were, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. I know. But in analyzing that after the fact, I was grateful that I just sort of took it on the chin because so what, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they were having a good time. They got a little mm -mm, rowdy. I wouldn't say out of control. It wasn't like totally crazy. No, just distracting. Right, but uh, times two. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if I had done what I've seen other comics do, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, and in a, in a comedy club situation, it's totally different. Yeah, because you're there mm-hmm. for the whole group, whatever. But if I had tried to shut them down and embarrass them, I don't know what would happen. I well, and because it was a fundraiser, and you had to do some quick thinking. It's a good thing you didn't because I I have a sneaky suspicion that they may have been offended or angry or whatever. I mean, they they it was obvious they were drinking, drinking, right? And they might not have given what they gave, right? And I don't think they were trying to be malicious. No, I don't. Not think at so. all. No, no, no. They were just having a good old. They time. were having a good old time. Yeah. All right, I have a couple more here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. The whole time, I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about? No, I'm thinking, gosh, I had to have had more embarrassing moments. I just can't, I can't think of any. I do think that when you are a comedian, you are putting yourself out oh, there. And yeah. so you do have more of these stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Especially a lot of this is from the beginning, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, the one time, this was way early on. When I was working with my my comedy friend, Michael Isaac. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. And we were doing a show at the Alhambra Theater in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> wow. We had done one 
the previous month that was fully promoted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was promoted uh-huh. by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promoted it a lot. And I had pretty much burned up all my like peeps. all my peeps. Yeah. They were there. And we had over 200 people there. And it was a great show. Mm -hmm. But those people came from miles away, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not going to come out again the next month to support again because they already did it. Yeah. All right. Well, I was hoping that somebody else had some peeps (laughs) (laughs) or would promote it to some network, whatever. Somebody dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. And there were no peeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, we get God. there. We get there. And uh, Muffin was with me. Yeah. So it's uh, him and I and, of course, Michael and this other comic, uh, Chris Bell. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be the three of us comics on the bill, whatever. And there were four people in the room. Four sailors, right? Two sailors and their dates. Okay. Oh, so my two, God. Two Navy men oh. and two young women oh. with low cut I tops. seriously would have quit. Okay. Here's the thing. They paid to get in, Catherine. Mm. They paid to Mm -hmm. get in. Mm -hmm. So we had to do our stuff just like the room was full. And it was a beautiful room. Uh It was gorgeous. You could have put 250 people in there. Oh, gosh. The thought of it. It was horrible. Oh, it sounds so tragic. But we had to. We just, the show must go on. So we had to do it and pretend like it was like nothing. What did Michael and the other guy say? Chris, was it? Yeah, Chris. Well, Michael, he is, at that time, he was way more experienced than me in comedy. Uh-huh. And he he just was like, well, no big deal. You know, we oh. just, we're just going to have to get up there and do it. I'm like, wow. okay. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, what am I going to say to two sailors and their dates? Yeah. And the first thing I said to them was, I, I served breakfast to more people than are in here right oh, now. Oh, that's so clever. That's good. Had, Five yes. boys, you know, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> so that was rough. Mm. Uh, just had that last fall. Very awkward. Last oh. fall, you were with me at the theater in Ohio where there there could have been like oh. 1,800 people there, but oh only gosh. 20 yes. in that first show. Oh. And it was beautiful theater. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, Gorgeous area. Yeah. Loved it. And the people that were... Um, in charge. Yeah, they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason... Only 20 people came, you know, because it wasn't Elvis. <laughs> so whatever. And I just had to get out there and do it like a pro, like oh, you yeah. would, you know, yeah. just just rock it like, you know, it's nobody's business. And mm-hmm. there was one couple up in the front who they were laughing at every single thing I said. Mm-hmm. And we talked I to them it. afterwards. Yes. Because they're in it right yes, now. Yes, they are. They're right. in the middle of family life. Yeah. And we oh, just fell in love with them. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that situation, and what made it worse was, so it, this theater was huge, right? Yeah. And yes, there were only 20 people. And on top of it, they were scattered. So it's not even like they were in uh, a clump together, because when an audience is clumped together, it's just a little easier to c- kind of get the energy and communicate with, right? Yeah, Although in a room like that, I mean, this theater was really beautiful and gorgeous, and it would have been fantastic if it was full. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's an energy thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And yes, by having them all scattered about, because we were in the middle of the pandemic, and, yeah. you know, it was just all, it, whatever it was, it just makes it awkward. Yeah. It's kind of like the elephant in the room mm-hmm. situation. 
And for that particular one, I remember I did do some jokes about the pandemic and that was fun yeah, to do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say anything about the fact that there were only 20 people in the room. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody knows that. So yeah. let's just roll with it. Right. Good job. That's all I can think of. Well, that is a lot. It Tracy. is a lot. Yes. <laughs> it is. I feel bad that I don't. Don't feel bad. Well, I don't put myself out there. You know, so yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to have embarrassing moments. Well, we all have awkward moments, awkward, embarrassing, whatever. Right. Well, let's segue into Mm. what to do and what not to do. Mm. I found some information on YouTube, yeah, which is like my go-to. Yeah, I found this video and it's called "How to Turn Awkwardness Awkwardness into Confidence." Mm So you're going to go from awkwardness to confidence. And it it was kind of like a deep dive into psychology of, you know, human behavior and nonverbal language. And it was a lot of deep stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting. I'll link it in the show notes, this video, Mm. the YouTube video. So you can watch it if you want to. There are four takeaways that I got out of it. So these are going to be your to-dos. If Mm -hmm. you're in an awkward situation, okay, Mm. Here's four things that you can do to try to minimize the awkwardness. Number one, adjust your body language. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, he talked about the typical body language when we're in an awkward situation and we feel vulnerable mm-hmm. is to protect, right. like to curl in. Cross your arms, those kinds of things. Yeah. And lower your gaze and lower your head mm-hmm. and not make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a child in a way. Yeah. Well, throw all that out the door. Mm. Shoulders back, mm. chest out, eyes, make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely one of the things that he said about eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, right. I can see where that would be very helpful in that kind of situation. Not only does it help the other person to go, oh, that, I mean, it just exudes confidence, okay, yeah, instead right. of awkwardness. Right. But it also switches that thing off in your brain. That says, I'm mm. I'm feeling so awkward right now, like that flight or fight, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Fight or flight. That's the one. Yeah. Fight or flight. So in eye contact, he talked about three seconds. Holding the contact for three seconds. Mm. Not just a glance and look away, but three seconds. Yeah. And if you're in a big group, to go three seconds to one side of the room, three seconds to the other side, mm. three seconds to the middle, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Second takeaway from this video was to handle friendly teasing. Okay. And how do you do that? Well, he goes into a lot of blah, 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 psychobabble, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure is legit. Yeah. But this is what I took away from it. Okay. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Don't assume that people are out to get you. Mm Kind of like that. Laugh at yourself. Like that table of people that were, you know, distracting Mm -hmm. in my show. Mm -hmm. So what? Yeah. They don't care. I, yeah. I mean, they weren't talking about me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Like, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. People are really generally so absorbed in their own problems. They're not thinking about True you. True that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number three, tell your own embarrassing stories. Mm. I, that is really true. And I, I've made, my, that's my whole book is about embarrassing stories that I've, I'm the, you know. So does that mean when uh, someone that you're with is in an embarrassing situation and so then you share your embarrassing stories to help that person not feel no. so bad? 
No, I think that it's more when the way he was describing it in the video is like if you're in a group of friends Mm -hmm. and you are always kind of like the joke, you know, like you're the you're the one that they tease or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of letting somebody else tell something that was embarrassing about you, you learn to tell your own embarrassing stories. I see. Okay. So that you're sort of owning it and saying this doesn't bother me. In fact, it so much doesn't bother me. Here's another one. Not here's another one. It's just owning it. Okay. You know, it's being confident about it. So what? I did X, Y, Z. So what? Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. Okay. It's not taking it so seriously. It's not like an assault on your character. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the story about us going through the Christmas the Christmas tree in the car wash. Yeah. That happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have told that story. So many times. And mm-hmm. it is so funny. Yeah. So what? We forgot the Christmas tree was up there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Life happens. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically telling your own embarrassing stories, I guess, is letting go, which leads us to the fourth one, mm-hmm. which is let go of managing other people's opinion of you. Yeah. It's basically yeah. not caring. Yeah. Just quit caring. About what other people think. Don't give a fiddler's fart. Right. Yeah. Because they're not, it doesn't really matter. First of all, they're probably not thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. Yeah. As we already stated. Mm -hmm. And secondly, even if they do have a negative opinion of you, you're not going to control that narrative. Let it go. Mm. Let it go. He also talked about your your, uh, palms and stuff. Okay. And he said, if you're... Um, nonverbal communication with your hands is all inward and your fists are clenched yeah. and that's a, a sign of awkwardness. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Open. It's yeah. like a sign of openness. It is. Yeah. And it's a sign of confidence. Yeah. And it gives, it exudes confidence. Mm-hmm. And whether or not people believe it, you do feel that energy, just like I was talking about energy in a big room. Yeah. There's also energy just between people. Sure. Yeah. Um, bottom line. So those are the four takeaways. The adjust your body language, handle friendly teasing, tell your own embarrassing stories and let go of managing other people's opinions. Mm. Those were my four takeaways. But here's the bottom line. He said in the end, 99% of awkward situations are just made worse because you care too much about it. Yeah, that's so, so true. You ju- If you just lower your caring, mm. <laughs> if you just lower that, <laughs> just quit caring. It is easier said than done, but... You can get practicing on it. Well, the way the way that this guy um, described it, he said, "Embrace the truth of who you really are." Mm. And that that we're all just trying to put one foot in front of the other. True. I don't care who you are. I don't care your social status. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how famous you are. Mm -hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. Everybody goofs up. Everybody forgets things. We're just trying to put one foot in front of the other. That's it. Very good. Yeah. Now, what not to do? Yeah. I would say don't cower. If it's yourself that are you're in the embarrassing situation, don't cower. Do opposite of what this expert just said. And if it's someone else, just have grace or uh, extend a kind word or extend. Um, if you could tell that they're they're likely to maybe laugh, then go with that. Yeah. And... 
I, I would say, too, that kind of trust your gut, maybe. Yeah. Not always, because no. sometimes, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. True. But err on the side of being conservative when it comes to other people's protecting, be a protector of other people's feelings. For sure. So when that uh, woman introduced me as, mm-hmm. I, I think it was Terry McGraw. It was something. <laughs> something yeah. like that. DeGraw. I didn't want to make her feel awkward. Mm. I didn't know her. I mean, I had met her earlier in the night. She seemed very nice. I didn't know what was going on with the paper. But I didn't want to make it worse. Exactly. Exactly. And I didn't want her to be embarrassed. Yeah. Because I couldn't help what she said, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have to make it worse. Mm -hmm. So I made that choice. Yeah. Same thing with the people that had had too much to drink. Whatever's going on over there, I'm not going to get involved with it. I'm just going to do my thing, mm-hmm. not make it worse. Yeah. It was awkward. And in my example of like when I was in fifth grade. Yes. Back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know now what not to do. Don't sit in it. You know, don't make it worse by not like I could have just said, did this thing and I need to go change right now. You know, whatever. Just don't, don't uh, cower. Like don't. Right. Don't suffer. Right. Especially when you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, don't suffer. Don't suffer, you know, because that stuff's going to come out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that was fun. Yeah. All right. That's all I have planned. What else? Do you have anything that you've not said that you want to say? No, not really. I don't think. Well, let's move into our call to action. Yeah. What what is our call to action today, Catherine? Have grace. Yes. Have grace with yourself. Mm -hmm. Have grace with others. If Mm -hmm. we all had more grace... It would be so much of a better world. I just had this conversation with my niece and we were talking about kindness and uh, my niece who did my hair. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Abby, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about kindness and we both agreed that if everybody knew what other people were kind of battling, Mm -hmm. if we put our our battles out there, this would be a much more kind world. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's move to our inspirational close, which mm. comes from Proverbs twelve twenty five, and it says this, anxiety weighs down the heart, kind word cheers it up. Mm-hmm. Let's try to do that. Yeah, let's, yeah, exactly. And because it cost I, I, anything to be kind. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. Well, like say, you know, someone you're with is in this situation and they have done something or something very embarrassing has happened to them. You've, I'm sure that they're anxious about it. So then extending a kind word would be a soothing solve, I would say. Yeah. And sometimes it's kind just to say nothing, you know. Yes. So there are, there, you <laughs> there have are to those. be able to gauge these things. I know. It's, it can be tricky. I know. Keep this in mind. You never have to apologize for the words that you don't say. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes you have to apologize for your silence. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, our next episode for next week, we decided. We, yeah, to eliminate like what, three? Yeah. Two or three? Yeah. We have an editorial calendar that we brainstormed months ago. Yeah. And we can't figure out why we had decided we were going to do some of these topics. So we, <laughs> we, we took three of them off. But next week, we decided uh, we're going to do what women find attractive. Yeah. That'll be fun. I think so. We're going to dive in there. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. And see you next time. Bye-bye.